Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bruz, what is up? Welcome to another edition of Working Interferences. I am Lance Timmerman, your host tonight, and um, joining me is my brother Clint. What's happening? I feel like I'm the working interferences utility man. Pretty much. You know? Yeah. When, when you give uh, Mike Trout the night off and you get yeah. someone else to hit for him. What was that? Uh, Mark McLemore on the Mariners years ago, he was he could do every position. So if yeah. someone needed a night off, he'd take third base or second base or outfield. And That was the one year we were good. Well, <laughs> one of three maybe. Yeah. <laughs> the first yeah. time we, we won anything. <laughs> yeah. And then yet still didn't. No, no, we didn't. Yeah. Yeah, Seattle sports, we have a history of, well, we have had some, the Seahawks winning the Super Bowl was pretty damn cool, and choking in the Super Bowl the next year was almost cool. Um, pretty typical. Take those out, y'all, we got her the storm. Yeah, hey, they kick ass. <laughs> they do kick but ass. But the Mariners, I think now, uh, based out of the big four franchises, are now the uh-huh. worst historically as far as losing, uh-huh. and then yeah. they're now the only uh, baseball team not to make the World Series, so... Yeah. Hooray, Seattle. Uh-huh. <laughs> Another and, thing we've got. Currently in first place. Uh, so now they have a dilemma. Were we rebuilding, and, or are they going to be actually tr- making trades at the trading deadline to build for next year, or are they going to try to contend? I mean, it's, it's uh, April. I mean, come on. Right. Usually we're in first this month, and then we'll be 26 games out of first by July, and then mm-hmm. we're selling anybody yeah. good on our team to somebody that is Pretty good, much. and we get their prospects. Pretty much, pretty much. So Josh uh, asked a favor this week. He wanted uh, to see if you could uh, pinch hit for him because he had a lot of stuff going on. And uh, so, welcome. Thanks for uh, thanks for having her back and filling in. Hey, thanks for having me. So, but we were we talking about Seahawks earlier. Um, we seem to have a, a recurring theme with the um, the Jailhawks, and uh, <laughs> so. So yeah, the Jailblazers went away. Someone had to pick up the mantle. That's right. That's right. I was in Portland during the Jailblazer era. That was good times. So. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All the stupid shit they would do. Wasn't oh, somebody, God. was it Damon Stoudemire smoking a joint as yeah. he got pulled over? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, at least ditch your weed, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe all your drugs. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Didn't they learn anything from Cheech and Chong? Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I, I believe in second chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, or third or fourth or tenth in this case, but the the Seahawks signed Alden Smith last yeah. week. It was April fifteenth. Uh-huh. It's supposed to be his road to redemption. Although I I think he was with Dallas last year on a one year contract. Yeah. Uh, and then we got the news today um, that he apparently almost choked a man to death. So that maybe his alleged- do we really know that? I mean, maybe it was the Heimlich maneuver. He was helping him. Um, not choke. And Maybe he thought he was doing it wrong. Uh huh. Not everyone knows the Heimlich the reverse maneuver. Heimlich. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was helping, trying to get him to help digest it faster. Maybe uh-huh. that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, you can't <laughs> fault a guy for trying to help a guy out, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. That's true. So I don't did know. they? Did they already cut him? 
They haven't cut them yet. I know that <laughs> they're trying because of what happened with um sorry to say Sam Darnold, but no, that's the shitty quarterback for the Jets, now Panthers. Uh-huh. Um Panthers. Who, yeah. Who's the big guy that always mops up on the Seahawks? Aaron Donald? The, you know the Aaron defensive attack? Yeah, yeah, Aaron Donald. But I guess in that case, it, with the video prove that someone else was kicking this guy's ass, and then that guy mm-hmm. tried to say it was Aaron Donald because he figured he had more money to try to compensate oh. him for. So okay, we'll see. But based on the previous track record, I'm guessing Alden Smith uh, might not be around in this league very much longer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for second chances too. The Seahawks are all about the second chances, but um, yeah, you got to cut your losses at some point with. That kind of, you know, yeah. Des Bryant did something at the time that I thought was ridiculous, and I think it ended up being brilliant. Um, he kept getting into trouble, you know, maybe at a nightclub too late or uh-huh. getting caught. What was it like doing blow off a hooker's ass or something like that? We've all been and there. So, well, it's true. It's true. Wait. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what I told the um, judge. But he paid somebody. He paid three different guys to work around the clock to make stir- make sure he didn't do anything stupid. Um, and I'm like, oh, I think this is a ridiculous throwaway of money, but I think it worked because I think after he did that, he, he, he didn't get in trouble and was able to have a pretty good career, uh, and with the Cowboys. So maybe, maybe Alden Smith, some of these other people that apparently, uh, you know, can't keep their hands off people or their mouths off of drugs (laughs) need to look into that. So who's, who's the next thug the Seahawks should go after? Man, who's out there? Anybody we can bail out of jail? (laughs) <laughs> we can just go to the jail. Or, hey, you're, right. <laughs> you're a big guy. <laughs> Get Debo. See if he's uh, rest. Actually, rest in peace. I guess he's not around. But oh, oh, yeah. Why not? <laughs> we need all the help we can get. It's like every year I the so. NFC West keeps reloading. Something like that. Yeah. Yep. It's stacked. Yeah. So, um, well, Clint, uh, this is an advice show. Um, it is. Barely. So we answer questions from our listeners. So uh, please, uh, everybody listening, uh, submit your questions since they are the sustenance that we crave. Now, we answer questions from all those neat little Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. (laughs) (laughs) Not loud enough. No, it's it's close. Um, Clint, we, we don't want just any questions now, do we? No, not really. I don't think uh-uh. so. Okay. No. <laughs> we want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. So do you think Gordon has ever watched TikTok? <laughs> I think he makes TikToks <laughs> left and right. Yeah, he and Rella. I bet they, they got their own thing going on. You know, have you spent much time on TikTok? Uh, no. No, not I, at all. I've, I've, I've made an account because my daughter wanted me to see something. So I, I actually am on it. I guess because I have the account, but I think I've opened the app twice. So I've spent more time um, at Gordon's house than on TikTok. Holy shit! True. Really? Yeah, he was my <laughs> stake president back at BYU. <laughs> was he really? Yeah. So I was at his house. He had some people over, and uh, yeah, nice guy, good guy. Okay, all right. No, I think the TikTok crowd is kind of your eighteen to twenty-five year old demographic. You think? That, you I probably. Okay. Yeah, I'm uh I'm not on it, so I don't know. I, I, I all of the different social media platforms would come out. Um I kept trying to keep up and make it, you know, when MySpace was a thing, I made a MySpace and then ignored it cuz it took time. 
And then Facebook came out. I made a Facebook, but it was a it was a different animal when it first came out. It's it's evolved quite it's a bit. True. Well, apparently we're old farts now for using Facebook. All the cool <laughs> kids use Snapchat and whatnot. Which yeah, I, Snapchat did not go the way I thought it was going to go. Because do you remember when Chat Roulette came out? No. And it's supposed to be you talk to somebody, and when you're done, you just click it, and then you go to the next person, and then the next person. So you might have a five second conversation. So there are tons of guys that are just showing their junk. They just hold in front of the screen. There's some lady on today, like our Good Morning America, that uh-huh. was live going through a broadcast and came across it like, oh, oh, geez. Uh, and so when, I, when it first came out, that and you were gonna have was Snapchat. That on Snapchat. No, yeah, that, was, it was, that was Chat Roulette, and then Snapchat okay. came out, and it's like, yeah, you can send a photo that's then gonna disappear. Like, oh, great, we know where this is going. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and honestly, almost. My entire staff in Iowa used it. Uh, girls can actually be raunchier than I thought they would. The whole, like, take a picture of your Duke and then send it to somebody. At least my hygienists were doing it. Not not to me, to other people. They, they would tell me about <laughs> it. So, <laughs> But huh. I, I never gave a shit about sending a picture to somebody for five seconds, you know? No, I... I Maybe I, I my, should. My kids, <laughs> my kids were, I think, still into it. And I just... I I have the app too because they wanted me to receive stuff and then I just never open it. So I, you know, a month later they said you didn't haven't opened it. Well, shit, yeah. I yeah. just can't keep up. I'm I'm feeling like a boomer. Well, same with so. Marco Polo. People record something. It's a video. If I'm in between patients, I don't usually have ten minutes to watch a video and then make a ten minute video or even a thirty second video to respond. It's easier to just yeah. just text me, email, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I've 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 given up. It's it's Facebook is going to be the platform, and if it's anything beyond that, then I still like email. So yeah, me too. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. We're gonna be we're gonna be those guys. Like, how often do you send a statement to to an older patient with your maybe your website where they can pay their bill online and they right. send you back a check? Uh huh. Like yeah. we're gonna be that version someday. We, we are totally Just that version. Oh, email. Who's his email? Yeah. Although. <laughs> I, I am I do enjoy things like we went to get something to eat yesterday and they had the on the uh, they had a QR code on the receipt so rather than get my credit card I just scanned it with my phone and paid my bill right there yeah and it's awesome so that that part was was kind of cool um, so I'm not too behind the times well of course I'm the consumer so it's yeah I don't know <laughs> I don't know I don't know how it's gonna go me so, neither man I mean I try to stay up on up on as much as I, I can. I yeah. just worry I'm going to turn into like dad, who he no. does his best, but he still he's, gets confused on things. Yeah, yeah. Part of it's mom, you know, he's 80, mom's a lost cause. Well, mom's you know dementia's a bitch, so yeah, that'll, that'll do it. I so I had two sets of dentures made for her so that when she'd lose one, I'd give her the other, and then when she'd find the other, then we'd just take it from her and That's give smart. it to her as, as <laughs> just a rotating sets. Uh, it's a, yeah, another reason to get a scanner. Yeah, no and if you don't, then you just because I, I know people have come. I've had patients before, like, hey, my mom's got dementia. I think she needs something fixed. She's mm-hmm. going to lose these, and then they can't yeah. afford anything fixed. So, yeah, here's an yeah. alternate solution. Yeah, I, I think it's brilliant to to go ahead and scan the a denture, print it as needed. Ah, oh, you fucked up again. All right, give me ten minutes or however long it yeah. takes to print. So, all right. So Reddit question from user Azafran. As a friend, as a friend, who's who do you think that is? Got me. 
Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you told me off for being late before. Now you're running late for my appointment. This is from a dental professional. What are your best responses to patients that come out with this one? So have you ever had a patient where you got mad at them for being late and then they later on you're late for them and then they throw it back at your face that you charge me a late late fee or a no show fee or or anything like that that happened to you? I can't recall that specifically of somebody that that was late and we had a no show fee or had to reschedule and then it came back full circle with them but I have had people that that they've complained when we've had to reschedule them. And then rarely do we get late, but even if we do, it still might be a matter of minutes. Uh And here's the thing that pisses me off. Um, Well, one, I I try to pretty much never be late. And and usually explain to the patient that's a half hour into their appointment that, you know, we needed that time with that person, especially to keep, keep the train going. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually I still try to focus it on, for their, you know, uh, their specific case, like, hey, I needed that time to be able to help you out. But Lance, when was the last time you went to a doctor's office, any other doctor's office? You Usually you're going to show up. You're going to wait in the waiting room for 20 minutes. Yeah. The nurse is going to take you back. You're going to have another 20 minutes with them. And then you're uh-huh. going to finally see whatever doctor you're seeing probably the last five minutes of your hour appointment. Right. And so I don't know why there's such a different standard with going to the dentist, if we're, you know, slightly late or something's not going, uh, you know, quite as timely as they're expecting, yet it seems to be pretty standard everywhere else to go that things are just going to run a little bit behind. Yeah, I, I actually have had it. Uh, it's been a while where, you know, someone was late because I, I always tell new hires that if anybody is late, it's always a new patient because my patients have been trained to, to be on time. Uh, right. If it's a 60-minute appointment, we I'm usually pretty forgiving for about 10 minutes. But if it's 15 minutes in, um, I'm probably going to reschedule, cancel the appointment, reschedule it, or we're going to alter it. They, I can't reward them for being late. You're getting everything that they wanted. I'm not going to work in through to the next, penalize the following patient because this patient was late. So if we were doing upper and lower quadrants of something, then we're just going to do one of the quadrants and have to reschedule because, I mean, it hurts me, too, to, to lose production. Right. Sometimes you almost have to be willing to sacrifice a little production today and um, knowing that you're going to be able to have a tight ship moving forward. Well, I, I remember years ago, there was a guy where um, we made a reschedule. Uh, and then when it was his appointment, something got screwed up because I usually lose my shit on my staff for scheduling in such a way that we would get late because I, I don't. I don't like being late. We schedule more time than is necessary. So if, uh, if a consultant was looking at my schedule, they'd say, hey, we could really tighten this up. You're really wasting time and, and, and things. But um, I found we're a lot more productive if we spend more time and have more time. Uh, we do more things per hour and, and, and everything. So I, right. I, ounce of prevention, I, I'm, it's so rare that we're late that it really doesn't come up very often. But I have had people think that we're being hypocritical. But what? But I, yeah, same. We go to a physician, and the physicians are always behind. Uh, yeah, you, I I will always be early because that's the way that I am. Uh, if it's supposed to be at you know eight o'clock, I'm there at at least five minutes to eight. But then they won't even seat me till a quarter after, twenty after, and then they're only seating you just to 
so that it seems the appearance of being on time. Right. And then you go back and you sit back for another half hour waiting. So, I mean, I got a, a echogram next month I got to do. And I know it's just going to be, yeah, it's a 1030 appointment, but I'm probably not going to be seen until noon. And yeah, now yeah. I have to join the world of the medical thing. Uh, you know, I got my heart thing going. So I get to, we keep mixing up uh, prescriptions. I think I even take more drugs than dad. Well, dad's got his cancer shit, but um, uh, he's got some heart medication. And he looked at my app, my MyChart app, and I was showing him the drugs that I was taking. He's, oh yeah, I take that too. But then he was, didn't know what the other ones I was taking. And, and mm. so, uh, yeah. And so it begins. So it begins. They say I'm too young to be taking everything that I'm doing and taking and, and whatnot, but that's, um, yeah, I was surprised when all this started happening to you. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was your birthday too. So it, it was my birthday. We lost Eddie Van Halen that day. And then we did got that message later. Yeah. I hope October the- 6th isn't cursed now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll never forget it. So, yeah, that's true. I've, <laughs> I've tried. Um, and there were some comments. Let's see. Um, this sassy Pikachu <laughs> said, <laughs> patients usually don't come out with this one. A huge factor we run behind is because the patient is late and anesthetic can take a while to start working, especially for lower procedures. Patients are typically incredibly understanding and we are lucky for our patient base. I kind of think you missed it. No, we... Uh, you're, so this person, Sally Pikachu, is accepting being late because, you know, oh, shit happens. But anesthetic can be unpredictable. So that's why we schedule a little extra time um, right? because of because of that. So count on that. And then Azafran says, oh, I'm a dentist. The reason I asked, because I have had two people say this recently. I have a lot of stock answers in how I deal with, but uh, need one for this. I don't know. Yeah, so this bread major says that's the crux of it. A good dentist will put in the time he, she needs for unforeseen issues in my book. We can all have unforeseen issues, but getting to an appointment on time is generally doable. A person who makes the comparison between their time and the doctor's time is feeling disrespected, perhaps for a totally different issue. It's not an issue of right or wrong. Apologize to your customer and explain where you're coming from. We used to have uh, a bunch of Starbucks cards, $5 Starbucks cards. Mm-hmm. and That's what I ask uh, if you did that. And we um, would give it to people if we were the rare times we were ever late. And <laughs> we stopped doing it because suddenly they, they were like gone. I'm like, where are all the cards? And they were like, oh, well, we gave it to people when they were late. I'm like, who? I didn't feel like we were ever late or maybe barely. And so then we started having, um, anytime we had to give it out, we actually had to write it down on a piece of paper to who and why. And that slowed it down quite a bit. What I think of it, my staff was taking the Starbucks cards. Oh. <laughs> One of the reasons for the Seattle protocol is, yeah. um, you know, when people are literally stealing from you, yeah, you got to no, make a change. No, it's true. Hell, Uncle Mike, and uh, I don't know if you knew he managed uh, a hotel slash restaurant in Colorado. I mean, this is decades no. ago. Uh-uh. And they were just losing a shit ton of money uh, with alcohol. And, you know, usually that's a big money maker. And right. so what he, he found there's a lot of people that might give away free drink here or there. And what he told them, he goes, Hey, totally cool. You do that. All they want you to do is just write down, you know, who it was, who would like, you know, Jim's working. Hey, I gave to customer so-and-so mm-hmm. and, uh, that ha- they wrote it down, but he found that it, it decreased it, you know, uh-huh. greatly. It was like 20%. Um, 
or only 20% of how much they had been losing was then gone. So he f- figures it was just staff just opening sure. bottles, drinking bottles, and, and yeah. whatnot. So, yeah, I guess if you keep people accountable, maybe it's going to happen a little bit less. Yeah, I mean, I don't like to have a nanny state. I, I kind of want my employees to manage themselves. and But you got to right. make sure that, that whoever you have hired is um, has a personality that just wouldn't be that way. But that's almost impossible to know that and in advance. Right. I thought so, you're going to go the way that maybe staff or, or patients would try to find a way to act like that you guys were late in order to get the Starbucks gift card and take advantage of it that way. Um, I think if we had implemented it for a long enough period of time, I think people probably would have figured out to do that. Um, it it happened pretty fast. We implemented like, like January of this would God, this was like 2002. Um, and maybe by February, I realized that, hey, we need to write it down. And then by March, I'm like, this just isn't worth it. So Yeah, got rid of it. Uh, got rid of that whole thing. Um, so, so no. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I mean, do you remember, uh, you, you read Freakonomics, right? Uh-huh. Where there was that daycare in Israel that people oh, kept yeah. showing up late. Like, okay, we, we need you to pick your kids up by 5 o'clock. Otherwise, it's going to be a $20 surcharge if it's mm-hmm. after 5 o'clock. Well, then people are like, oh, sweet. I'll just pick them up at 8 p.m. and pay 20 bucks, and I get an extra few hours. Mm-hmm. And they got out of hand, so they had to say, just look, no late charges, but pick your kids up by 5. But they got pay, or their, their uh, clients were so used to that, they got pissed off. They just dropped... Uh, having them as their daycare altogether and the place went bankrupt. And then those people went to other daycares that you had to make sure that you'd pick them up by five o'clock. So even though they were just trying to do what everyone else also does, people then just had that expectation and then got mad and dropped them. So, right. Well, and we, we talked about this before when we were talking about after hours fees and Mm -hmm. we were talking about the Freakonomics where some people are like, Oh shit, well, I'll just make, I'll pay the after hours fee. If that means I get to come in Saturday or, right. or, Or whatever. But my response that stopped that was um, the after hours fee has to be something no one wants to pay. I can't be 20 bucks because people would absolutely say, sure. So this daycare, it should have been a hundred bucks. And if people still kept paying it, then they should have 200 bucks or a hundred bucks an hour. uh, Something to to make it actually painful. Right. right. My after, my after hours fee is $400. You want to see me on a weekend? Well, it made I bet a little more a deterrent. <laughs> it made a little more sense. So I, we recently moved, and I now I I, I love my commute. Uh, it's like nine minutes, and that's with traffic. And before I didn't realize till my move last this last week that I really lived out in the boondocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just so used to living out there, away from everything, that um, it wasn't until I still had stuff to go back to pick up and bring back to the the place, and then go back again and get more boxes. That I was like, shit, it is far. So that was my excuse for if someone wanted uh, and to see me on the weekend, you know, if they're calling, then I would say, hey, is it worth $400 cash that you go to the ATM before you see me um, to get? Otherwise, I'll see you Monday. Um, it was a little easier to justify saying $400 because I have to drive, you know, 45 minutes each way and, and all that extra time and gas and time away from the family. Well, now it's so convenient. The other day we were unpacking and it was and everything was still stacked up so much so i just went to the office and took a shower and then came back so i i, I don't have the excuse of being uh, living far away anymore what are you gonna tell them now just you're a big deal 
No, I'm just going to say fuck off. No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to. Funny thing is, if there's anybody I think that would actually say that, it'd be you. (laughs) And there's times when you've told me that you you said that you said this to a patient, like, oh, man, would you really tell him? Oh, no, I told him that. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember your reaction sometimes. I can't remember what I was telling you. I told someone. And I remember you saying, whoa, what did, what did you say? <laughs> no, that was really it. Uh, I, re- I wish I could remember what it was. <laughs> I remember seeing your face. Really? <laughs> yeah, and honestly, sometimes I think I need to take that stance. Some some people, you, yeah, you just got to be bold. Uh, the, yeah. the, I, I guess I, I usually try to do the whole mantra of tell someone to go to hell and have them enjoy the trip. Right. But sometimes you just need to tell them to go to hell. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, a little more, I enjoy being a little more direct. Right. Um, because anytime I try to be creative, then I find out they didn't really understand what I just said. They're like, what? Kind of like when I mom was a school teacher and I went, I just graduated dental school and I did a presentation to the kids. Brought a bunch of toothbrushes. Hey, this is how you floss, blah, blah, blah. And then I thought I was being clever. That, the old joke you always hear, um, mm-hmm. you know, kids, one kid, do I really have to floss? And then I said, no, just the ones you want to keep. Thinking people understood it. And, but then mom did a, project afterwards asking, hey, so what did you learn from Dr. Timmerman? And one kid said, I learned I don't have to floss. I'm like, no, no, I it just just yeah. the ones you want to keep. Oh, fuck. So So yeah. I have this problem still to this day. One, I'm I'm wordy as hell. In fact, I remember okay. my 10th grade writing teacher telling mm-hmm. me, hey Clint, you have the exact opposite problem of every other student. You have a 10 page essay and I don't know what you're trying to say. What is your thesis statement? <laughs> okay. Um, but I, I, I still don't know why if I say these words, Mrs. Jones, you have a lot of this decay. We need to come clean it out. We're going to place a restoration. I don't know why that doesn't make sense. That will confuse Mrs. Jones. I have to say you have a cavity. We need to do a filling or I recommend a filling. They don't need to do anything. Um, and I'm finding, in fact, I was going to try to write something about this because even the verbiage that some, I think, physicians are using with mom and dad, trying to either be yeah. gentle, let them down easy, it just confuses people. So yeah. I, it's, it's one thing to try to talk on someone's level, but sometimes you just do have to be direct. Yeah. If it's I, treatment, office policy, whatever it is. Or words that you think. Now, when English is a second language, I, ta- I try to go as, as basic tanto as I can yeah. be. But even something silly like, yeah, you, Mrs. Jones, you got a cavity. We need to do a restoration. What the hell's a restoration? I don't understand. No, uh, filling. Jeez. Uh, yeah. You, you can't, don't even understand restoration? I don't get I why they don't. Uh, but, and how many times do people call and say, well, I had an implant done and they've had a root canal. And then you realize the other dentist said, well, we're doing an implant in your tooth, trying to find a different way to explain it. But then it just yeah. confused everybody. Yeah. I, I've had, in fact, just two weeks ago, I had a patient where, um, she was talking about the post. Well, she meant implant, um, but she had a post in her tooth right now at the time. And, but she was confused with thinking that was what an implant. I, I was so confused with her that I, I just, it, I almost just, just dismissed her from the practice right there. It was a new patient emergency. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I can't be your dentist. You got, you got, I ended up, not just so I didn't want the Yelp review, but I, I just made sure I, I tripled the fee. And so we were just too expensive. And so she left. Uh, I just didn't have time to. I had that backfire one time. 
once this guy was a huge asshole again uh-huh. have him go to hell and have him enjoy the trip like look uh-huh. triple everything this is we're gonna way outprice ourselves this is in colorado uh-huh. and then the asshole still said yes and i'm like shit well <laughs> i guess it might be kind of worth it for that but yeah damn it there, there have been a few times where i thought i i charged way too much but then when they said yes i'm like you know what i'm I actually don't mind it at ten thousand right. dollars, so sure. <laughs> so that that's how my denture fee escalated as quickly as it did. I just hated it for so long, and and now that I charge as much as I do, uh, I I don't mind. Um, I'm, I'm charging. I mean, there's still a pain in the ass. Well, it's still a pain in the ass, but if I'm getting charging them three hundred dollars an adjustment, you know, and, <laughs> right. and they're willing <laughs> willingly paying for the ten minutes that they're there. All right. You're stupid, but all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um the the trick is to make sure it well, it's not that often, but right. Plus right. When, when it costs that much, they complain a lot less. You know? And so the the you cuz you know there's some sore spots, you're like it's not that sore. It's just inconvenient and you're old and lonely and you're actually just here because you want to talk to somebody. So Oh, I found a good <laughs> trick for that. Because oh. I had it in all the time, especially in, in rural Iowa, people showing up all the time and there's either nothing wrong or have you ever done the whole like, I don't see anything there and you, you're you really drilling the air uh-huh. and then you kind of make it seem like you're doing something. Here you go, oh, that's perfect. And then they go yeah. to tell you about their cat. And then yeah. I realized, I think they're lonely. So I just started scheduling them, especially if it was a relatively new prosthetic. Hey, uh-huh. let's have you come in six weeks. Let's have you come in eight weeks. And just a 10-minute appointment. And then yep. those phone calls decreased. They would just show up to their appointment. You know, I, and sometimes they even show up and say, nothing's really wrong. And then they still want to take the time to tell me about their cat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We have a few, few like that. So yeah, that's, that's a, that's a good way to, good way to handle that. Yep. Let's see. I don't think there's anything more on this guy's. No. It's other Reddit. Usually Josh is the one finding people who are suicidal or, or into uh, what's the thing you, you and you taught me last weekend? Brony. <laughs> <laughs> Not because you yeah. are, at least to my knowledge, well, but <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> so yeah, here, here's a new thing for, for <laughs> being an advice show. Careful who might show up to your convention, because uh, I think it actually was Brianna telling me that uh, a brony is is a guy that's in, that wants to have sex with a My Little Pony. Is that what I, it is? I thought he just liked my little. He's just a fan. I don't know that it was sexual. It was okay look because at, they had look a, the pictures. It certainly looked that they were. <laughs> and what had happened is somebody went to have a My Little Pony convention for presumably little girls, and all these guys showed up dressed <laughs> like My Little Pony, and they're like, "Whoa, what the hell is this shit?" It's a furry convention on crack. Yeah, because <laughs> some of those pictures, it was like, "Oh my gosh, I might know that guy." So it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many times does that happen? Like, Harvey, is that you? <laughs> uh, so I was going to look for another another question, but I, I think we we were talking the other day, and I thought this would be a good one to just kind of discuss the podcast. We watched a movie, uh, Fake Famous. And so I or I saw, seen it, and I, I mentioned it to you. And so you watched Fake Famous as well. I did. Uh, why don't you give us a sum up of what Fake Famous is, since it's fresh in your brain? Sure. Well, it it was the essentially it was a social experiment. It's kind of along the lines of the the documentary Super Size Me, where the guy uh-huh. would he ate nothing but McDonald's for thirty days to see how unhealthy he how fat he would get. Uh-huh. 
Or there's another movie that you and I have seen called Czech Dream, where these uh-huh. two Czech guys, they they advertised for a company, a, a, mar- a, a superstore, store. a market yeah. that didn't exist, and tried to see if they could get a following and get people to endorse them and make testimonies. And they did on this very thing that just did not exist. And so in this movie, they took three different people. It was two guys and a girl. And they tried to see if they could create a fake profile, Instagram. It was specifically just Instagram, I believe, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And see if they could get more likes, if they could build them up to, to become popular when none of it was true. And for example, they they acted like they were rich, famous, living the high life. And there's one scene when they took a toilet bowl and they put it right next to someone's head, but you know, a profile shot. Well, that toilet bowl in that case would look like an airplane window and they act uh-huh. like they're flying to, you know, the Bahamas or something. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it, it, it one, it opened my eyes to this whole world of just fake influencers. Cause then they got a hold of somebody else that's big on Instagram where they would rent out a mansion for, and I was really surprised only, like $150 an hour, but they'd rent this mansion and then just take all these different pictures and then put that out where they look like they're rich, they're famous, right, and then try right. to get followers. And then there's a shit ton of people out there that buy bots, essentially fake yeah. fake accounts to be able to like and then praise fake other followers. people. And it's not just the likes, but they were actually making comments like, oh, you you're, you look beautiful, you look awesome or whatever. Right. And what was interesting is it it, it worked. What was also interesting is COVID exposed a bunch of them where uh, when the world was shut down, people, you would expect the people to then just be at home. But these people kept taking pictures as if they were in Paris and, and huge crowds of people there, not thinking that, <laughs> wait, it's shut down. There's nobody there. You, this isn't a real photo. And so then they people got fought, found out that, that they weren't really. Well, the reason we were kind of getting annoyed is there's, there's an influence out there that uh, is a new grad. I mean, it hasn't even been a year since graduation or what day is it? It's close to graduation, close to the anniversary, but is posting just ridiculous. Number one, I feel bad. Like, dude, can't you tell your, your work is ugly? You know, that <laughs> you're, if you're doing, I mean, look at Style Italiano. I was going to say, spend two minutes in Style Italiano and you realize, yeah, I shouldn't have posted a picture of my MOV. Yeah. It just- when I'm, because <laughs> those guys, are they they love the craft i mean they're 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 getting the endo files out and staining grooves and really making uh making it look like a tooth i don't and this know about you if i'm doing 15 mo a2 make it pretty who gives a shit exactly <laughs> exactly but you know here's a person showing all their 15 steps and they're writing it up and uh i i know who they worked for so i'm like man how long did it take them to do that filling they're like well about an hour i'm like man uh, you understand that's not profitable right well, actually, I think he let him go. So I think he realized he was not profitable. So here's right, this right. here's this Instagram influencer that can't even hold down a job because your work looks like shit. And well, <laughs> and I know you're talking about, and I thought about this. I'll listen to a, a dental student if somebody is a D four and hey, I go to dental school in Kirksville, and I, I've been, you know, my real instructor had me do a, a pecton crown. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, hey, tell me about it. What do you think? But the verbiage that he uses is. Man, most dentists would deem this tooth to to what like certain doom by putting a crown here, and he's on laying eighty percent oh. of this tooth. And they're like, so, "Yeah, I guess we're all fuckwads for uh, doing a crown well, where it was obviously indicated." Like, so it's well, just a, there's a certain arrogance to it. The, the arrogance you know? was was ridiculous. And and one person I saw 
called him out, said, yeah, that should be a crown. And so he blocked him, you know, yeah. so he can't even t- take the criticism. But also, look, dude, you haven't even been graduated long enough to see your shit fail. Right. To, to, to know that. And now I know this guy's moving out to different states, so he's going to get geographic success. He's going to think all of his work is awesome because, well, it didn't fail. Well, yeah, not, well, well, and the guy that you know there. is going to be having to be like, oh, son of a bitch, why did he, why did he do a post and core and crown here when that thing needed to be in an implant? You know, uh-huh. There's a lot of stuff I learned. I learned right away. You do this hero dontics, and like, yeah. hey, this is awesome, and then it splits in half. And you're like, oh, well, shit. I guess yeah. I shouldn't have done that in the first place. So, yeah, I took it out of occlusion. Well, yeah, the doll effect, it super erupted, and now it's in occlusion, and now it broke. <laughs> so, <laughs> you start learning how, what, how, how things can fail. And even when you predict it'll fail this way, it fails a different way. Right. So, uh, but it, what it was interesting was um, I'm sitting there going, why is he, this guy getting so much um, accolades from other people? Man, you're killing it. Oh, you're looking awesome. But I saw he made other profiles and commented on himself and then responded to himself, just like on Fake Famous. <laughs> right. You know, having all these this interactions that, uh, and I'm like, like, are we supposed to believe that you've got a burr block and wow, that's awesome? Because I know people that have made burr blocks and you don't make any money on having a burr block. But he's got a, a whole Instagram profile of a burr block. Right. That talks to you. <laughs> well, is that the one that... He really took two different people in the industry, in the dental industry, two different logos, and then uh-huh. made them the one. You're like, you're just now you're ripping off two people. Like, yeah. <laughs> who you're are you un- fooling here? You're unoriginal twice, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, it's 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 amazing. Um, and the thing is, I got to thinking about this too. Um, you know what what really makes a good influencer? What makes a good teacher? Mm-hmm. I believe Josh actually was writing articles and lecturing not too far out of school. Uh-huh. But the thing that I've realized is, you know, if we're on groups with Josh, Josh is also the quick to be like, hey, what could I do better? Or when someone else has something like, oh, that's a good idea. Um, right. Well, but tomorrow but, but, he'll put a plug in. Russell Schaefer, Denture King of uh, New Orleans. He's got a, a dental economics um, a lecture webinar. tomorrow. Yeah, webinar. Mm-hmm. Russell is awesome. He is also the first to, to gobble up any any uh, things coming out. And but um, but even when Josh was doing that right out of school, Josh was paying his dues. There's a yes. certain there's a certain dues paying that you do before you start telling other people how to do things. Um, it, and Josh can also recognize when his work is maybe right. not not what he wanted. I mean, I I've got some work that isn't all that pretty. Guess what I didn't do. Post it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you'd hope if someone says like, again, we have a lot of people that are incredible that they do lectures and then they'll post something like, hey, did you think about doing X, Y, Z? Like, hey, no, I, I didn't. That's a good idea. Or, mm-hmm. hey, I've tried that before, but it didn't work. And so it's, I realize a lot of the great teachers are are still great students. And I think that that's what it really yeah. takes to, to continue well, remember, to be a great lecturer. I remember seeing Maurice Salama have, was posting something and, you know, we, we go in trends. You know, we've been out long enough that we see things come. It seems like a good idea. You do a few cases that way. But Maurice Lama posts, he goes, yeah, we remember when we thought this was a good idea? And he shows, you know, a follow-up five years later. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, this is why we don't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, hell, you mentioned the Salamas. Um, uh-huh. I, it was a dental XP in Miami a few years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, they introduced this lecturer like, hey, this guy, he spent a lot of time with us, slept on our couch at our house. 
learn everything oh. we could. And he's a contributor. He's Christian Coachman. Mm-hmm. And then he got up there and he had one of the most incredible presentations I've seen. Like I'd still would love to go to Brazil and, and take his yeah. course. I know he Actually, does stuff stateside, but it's an excuse to go to Brazil. I know. As I say, we still plan to go to Brazil at some <laughs> but point. But again, he paid his dues and he, mm-hmm. he learned from the best. But even the Salamas, just like you said, they'll, they'll post cases that, hey, this didn't go well. This did go well. Like this. Yeah. yeah. And it, and I'd be willing to bet they're just not going to turn off anybody who, I mean, if you guys just being a blatant asshole, that's one thing. But right. I feel like they would engage with people. So no, I, I've I've gotten to those salamas over the years. They're they're salt of the earth, awesome yeah. guys. I just I love everything about them. So um, that's that's the kind of people that you want to emulate. And uh, absolutely, so I, but they paid their dues, and that, they did. that's that's the part that uh, it makes the the fake influencers so cringeworthy. So. Well, even for myself, just kind of for fun, you know, I've started to try to do something with endurance athletes. And mm-hmm. last week, I, I I was curious about the original Ironman course. So I went to Hawaii, did the course, posted about it, talk. I mean, it, I still feel really awkward making post. I never want to come across like a douche. I mean, uh-huh. I could. I mean, maybe it happens a anyway. Douche. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but it's something that's authentic. But then when I'm watching this show. I'm like, well, fuck, should I just hire a bunch of people, to, a bunch of bots to comment on me or something? Uh, well, apparently that's the, the way to do it. Um, paying your dues works, but it takes so much longer that you can go straight to the top just by paying bots to, to comment. Just I mean, the bots, I guess, man. Yeah, you got to know what time uh, to, to post things so that other people will see your interaction right. with yourself. One, one thing I was curious <laughs> about, though, I'm, I'm thinking of doing this as a social experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what your Instagram looks like. If I if I open it up, it's usually a bunch of scantily clad women and teeth. Um, and I don't oh, know if it's just because bar? like, oh, what's that? In your search Yeah, function? when you go to the search bar, yeah. and it's probably something like, what's this? And it's usually some chick with a fish or something. Well, I get yeah. more and more of it. But there's a page called Thick Officers. So you see like <laughs> some lady in an army uniform and then her in a bikini. And so I'm like, ah, okay, I don't think anyone gives a shit about me running across a desert. So I'm like, what if I made something called Thick Athlete? And so you see me in my spandex or something. Get other guys have fishnet stockings or something. And I'm just curious if that will take it, take off. So is it either get bots or sex cells? Maybe be hot. I yeah. don't know. I think we, I we should get a bunch of different spandex things and start uh, running around and maybe hold some trout. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, you're you're right off a, a kick-ass trail or Gene Coolon Park. Let's just go down there. We'll have a photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually where I was. Did did you know I was Mr. March in a, in a calendar, right? Uh, I, I remember seeing that. <laughs> yeah, actually, you were it was pretty a, hot. Gene Colon Park is where we did the photo shoot. Oh, I didn't know it was there. Okay. Yeah. That was. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure, although, uh, here's how you can tell for me it won't be bots. I'll probably put a picture <laughs> of me with, like, some tight spandex and someone will, like, hey, please stop. <laughs> like, my eyes hurt. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? At least they clicked it. That's right. And commented. I got your (laughs) clickbait right here. Right. (laughs) Well, I think that's just about going to do it. Um, We've we've wasted enough time with people. uh, I'm good at that. I think they're sick of us at this point. So (laughs) uh, I think I'm supposed to say something along the lines of, hey, guys, rate and review. You know any fake influencers out there? Um, Tell us about the show. Tell them about the show. Maybe they'll, uh, maybe not. (laughs) Lance, do you remember Rick Meyer's number? Number three. Was he? He was. Oh, I thought he was five. <laughs> Never mind. Like, give us, wait, don't give us three. 
working yeah, interference of five hold star. on. Now I got Rick Meyer. I was pretty sure he was three. Um, oh, is it because yeah. Joe Montana was three? Probably, but here he is, number three, with a Seahawks uniform. What about Rick Tootin? Rowan. An, uh, in the old punter. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> he, he was buff. He was. He had nothing better to do but work out. Rick Tootin, football player, fourteen. Four, never 10. mind. Rate us fourteen. Yeah, give me fourteen stars. Um, <laughs> find us on all the social bullshits. Uh, let's see, I'm on Instagram as dr timmerman dmd. You're on Instagram with your spandex. Uh, what? What's your handle? Yeah, well, hey, you can find me. Well, first off, you can find my website at fuckyateeth.com. <laughs> That'll take you. I need to update my portfolio. <laughs> Speaking of needing better cases to actually show. <laughs> but otherwise, you can find me at Clinton Timmerman or My Midnight Club on Instagram. All right. Oh, shit. My only page isn't live yet. Did you know Rick Tootin's dead? No. From what? Alvin Smith choked him out last weekend? <laughs> <laughs> June 2017 in Costa Rica. Oh, geez. Huh. Yeah, maybe we won't talk about Rick Tootin. Age 52. <laughs> hey, rest in peace, man. That's that's yeah. too soon. Pour one out for Rick. Um, yeah. So, uh, tradition is we finish the show with a song. It's your turn since you're the guest. What you got? Well, hey, I hope, hope this isn't too close to when you had a 311 song come out. But... Um, been a while. Every year, 420 day. Tomorrow's 420 day. And uh, 311 would go out to Colorado and usually play a set of shows. Mm. Um, usually one night they might go to, say, Red Rocks, and the next night go to a club. But they'd always celebrate marijuana on uh, 420 day. Well, not happening this year. Mm. But I thought just in honor of 420 day and 311, we would go with a 311 song. This one is not one that's... Uh, anything that usually gets much airplay. In fact, hardly anything from this album gets air, airplay, but the album Transistor came out when I was uh, on my Mormon mission, 1997. Okay. And uh, I was able to find a music shop and kind of sneak a purchase of this one time. And every now and then I would, late at night, try to go to sleep, put this in. Um, and uh, so it just kind of brings me back memories to, you know, the Czech Republic and, and I guess my mission for that matter. But the song Tune In, by 311 on the album Transistor in honor of 420 Day. Maybe well, right. uh, light one up. Light one up. Think, uh, pour one out for Rick Tootin. And um, sweet. So for Clint Timmerman, I am Lance Timmerman. What is it? Peace. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Stay fresh, cheese bags.
Now like Tokyo and 